Hello and welcome to the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. Um, I'm the ghost of official PlayStation Magazine past, occasionally known as acting editor Ben Wilson. And joining me today are the ghosts of its present and future. Uh, namely, staff writer, staff, yeah, staff writer, that is your correct job title, Jennifer. It is, uh, Jennifer yeah. Simpkins. Hello, hi. And staff writer also, Ben Tyra. Hello. So I don't know which of you is I was going to say, who's present and, and who's future? Because that's that exactly what I'd written down. feels sort of damning because one of us is going to be redundant uh, when yeah. the future finally arrives. Maybe but... we'll put that to a fan vote. In the re- <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, that no, no, no. Really divisive. Oh, no, no, no. My ego um, can handle it. You're both collectively the present and the future. That's oh. the joy. Oh. Yes. Um, where, why am I here and where is Matthew Pellet? Yeah, why are you here? Because people who listened to the podcast like long, long time ago, like when official PlayStation Magazine first started, and um, we used to broadcast over the wireless, uh, which is not really a thing, but I was the editor then as well. Um, and I've been away for two years. And Matthew Pellet's been editing the magazine for two years. And now he's gone on sabbatical and right on time, just as you guys have gloriously returned the podcast to its pomp. It's pump being iTunes. Um, and here I am back to reclaim the glory. Um, so yeah, there's no real great story. Matt's having a little break. Uh, he's gone to watch wrestling this weekend, which I'm marginally envious of. Um, and I am here and you guys are, you much more youthful, contemporary uh, colleagues are looking after me very nicely. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to teach you all the abreaves. Uh, I, I tend to come out with little phrases that you're already quite unappreciative of. Uh, it's not unappreciative. <laughs> I just don't really understand them. But then I just smile and nod, which is going to be interesting mm. when I come to check in the magazine. And you're like, that's definitely a thing. That yeah, thing I've written yeah. there. That and then when we get sued, just <laughs> yeah. tell them that was definitely. And then it'll a come thing. out, and people are like, "What is Simpkins talking about? Like, what are these phrases?" The problem earlier when you called Snapchat the hotness is up. The I'm, new hotness. The new hotness. <laughs> I'm 18 months older than you, and yet I felt like your granddad at that moment in time. <laughs> just like channeling Hansel from Zoolander, like so hot right now. Ooh. I did come in today talking about hot and cold zones, and then it was just baseball, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, no, he's I not down with the kids at all." Peering around my monitor, like, <laughs> "Excuse you." <laughs> well, talking of hot and cold zones, what better time to get into what? we're playing now ben yes yeah what's uh, the new hotness for you ben well it's like i've uh, i've been away and come back and i'm still talking about the things i was talking about when i went away two and a half years ago um i'm genuinely playing mlb uh, 16 the show or as they've now rechristened it mlb the show 16 a very um, important switching around of the number and the words there i'm sure you agree uh so yeah i'm playing sony's new ps4 exclusive baseball game which is much like their older ps3 exclusive baseball games with a few new Bells and whistles. And what new bells and whistles are there? Uh, so uh, I think one of the cool things is I don't know if you, you play FIFA. Jenna, I imagine you're a huge I've, I've, yeah. FIFA well, my I, I have two older brothers, so okay, I kind yeah, of cool. I was kind of forced into playing quite a lot of FIFA FIFA in my youth, and um, being like an IRL goalie as well, in which twelve-year-old oh. uh, tiny Jen would uh, stand against the garden fence with some football gloves on, and my brother would basically just whack footballs at me until I was quite sore. In all seriousness, you are aware <laughs> that your colleague Ben here, his, his football team do need players. And, uh, <laughs> well, they are bottom of the league think, without a point. Other so than being a meat well. sack that literally just fills a space in a goal. I mean, if that's what you're after, I'm your girl. Any <laughs> any meat sack at the moment, considering... For a moment there, I thought you were referring to Everton, but then I realised it's my five-a-side team, so it's... Any and all. Yeah, I so should... no, I, I have played a little bit of uh, of the Fiefs, uh, but not the new one, which I hear is quite different uh, as, as things go, so... Still, there's still uh, 22 players on the pitch. 
yeah, still same for me then I'm like cool it's a football you know, simulator as, mu- as much as you're uh, sort of knocking yourself and your potential goalkeeper skills I should probably tell an old sc- I'll, I'll bless this podcast with one old school OPM Yay, story story time which is one of my first magazine meetings on what was official PlayStation 2 magazine um, we went to the park so Tim Clark Leon Hurley Helen Woody these are some names very old school readers will remember we went to a park to have our magazine meeting um and about we finished early about five o'clock and somehow i don't even know why it was there a football emerged we all started kicking this ball around um helen and leon initially decided they were going to do handstands rather than play football because neither of them like football but then helen was like i tell you what boys i'm going to be better than all of you i'm going to go and goal and she went in goal and she was genuinely like the best keeper of the afternoon so ha. much as you knock yourself i reckon you'd be fine <laughs> uh, i've already gone off track talking about baseball but there we go yeah baseball um, bring it back to baseball because yeah, so I, I don't know a lot about baseball so is uh, it is it a game for baseball fans or a game for like sports game fans uh i'd say you need to know a little bit about baseball to get into it but I would say it's quite like the sort of Madden of yesteryear where it's worth learning a new sport for. And I think with baseball, it's so much like rounders. If, you know, anyone from both sexes has played rounders at school, that you could pick it up and grasp it really easily. Uh, the, the great thing about it is, and I think it's probably um, benefits from the fact that although it's a team sport, um, obviously every element of it is individual. So when you're playing it, you're either batting or you're pitching. You're not like in FIFA trying to control one player and a load of, you know, working out what's going on around you. You can hone it down into a sort of one versus one battle. Uh, and so that means when you're learning it, you know, you can focus on, um, you know, just your just your pitching or just your batting or your fielding if you want to do that. And the mechanics of the game are just really nice for being able to do that. So, for example, the pitching, I won't go into all the dynamics, but the pitching, for instance, is as simple as... Um, you know, you know, if you ever played classic PGA Tour golf games, you've got a little meter on screen. Oh yeah, and it shows you once. how hard you hit it. Yeah, you stuff. press once, and the meter starts. You press again, meter stops, mm-hmm. and you stop it again as close to centre as possible to define your accuracy. Um, and you know that is like a. There's a lot of nuances beyond that when you get further into it. But at the outset, that's all you really need to know. Um, and this year they've introduced it's a really nice feature: um, dynamic difficulty. So, for example, just for fun, I started on, you know, kind of lowest rung, like I'd never played before, didn't, like I'd never played before difficulty. And it's already worked up to the level I'm comfortable with. And that works really well because it means that I've often found in the past that I'm really good at pitching and terrible at batting or vice versa. And it takes sort of two or three months to kind of get your head around and, and play with sliders to get it right. This year, it feels like with the dynamic difficulty, you're instantly, whether you're my experience or, or one of you guys' experience, sort of can can get into it and enjoy it. But yeah, I would say we're going to review it in OPM next month, issue out early May. Um, you'll be able to find out my thoughts in there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable and highly recommend. One of the things I'd be quite interested in knowing, is, and this is very, very shallow, MLB made its name on how ahead of the curve it was graphically. How does this one stack up? Uh, I can't say it's too far ahead of the curve now. I think what they've done with both iterations, PS2 and PS3, is sort of taking the same model and the same engine and... and um, up the graphicsosity, if that's a, a word I can use, um, and you, all the way up to eleven. Yeah, and it still it still does look amazing uh, in terms of like, the lighting effects when you play a game when you start a game sort of in the in early evening with the sort of sun casting shadows over the stadium, and then you go through to nightfall, you know, a bit of dusk, and then it gets dark, and the floodlights come on in around the seventh inning. That all does look great, and you know, as good as any sports game. I'd say their facial lightnesses, you can just about see they're, they're accurate, but you can just about see where the, the sort of the 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 holdover code from previous generations where they're probably not quite on the on the same par as say M- I'd say NBA 2K are the the leading lights in that front where they've got you know even like the sweat looks realistic not that many people <laughs> care about realistic sweat but um yeah I'd say it's still um up there it's still uh, as a showcase for what PS4 can do in sports in terms of 
um, motion. So everything's at 60, I think at 60 FPS and it all looks completely seamless. Um, it still looks great um, in, in that regard, but just the player likeness is when you get properly up close, um, they're probably, you know, they're, they're like if NBA's a 10, MLB's a nine, they're not a game, you're not going to in any way complain, but I wouldn't say it's there as the class leader visually uh, just at this moment. Fair enough. Jen. Hello. You've been getting salty this month. I have been getting extremely salty, and not just because I've still been playing Street Fighter Five uh, <laughs> and getting bodied online as usual. Getting um, bodied online. Getting bodied online. Have See, you not heard the term be... "getting bodied"? I need like a an okay. urban, I need urban dictionary. This is yeah. For... This is yeah. This is this is just German like a, a, an effort. German. Oh, oh, I'm not sure I like that adjective. <laughs> German. It's a. It rolls off the tongue. Um, so, so yeah. You're so getting, this is you're getting bodied. The, yeah. This is this is fighting talk. So this isn't this isn't no, this the, isn't in a. This like, isn't millennial this, this is in a, in a new hotness. This, right. No, it's not a good thing. This, it's, is, uh, this is in your cold zone. So this, I uh, guess you've heard the term salty, right? Like what Ben's referring to, no? Um, like when you swim in the sea? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get, get out, you're all crystallised and granular. Yes. No, okay. So um, so like just as a little quick intro to fighting talk for, for Street Fighter Five. So salty is uh, when uh, perhaps you've lost a match uh, and you're feeling pretty... Um, bitter. annoyed, bitter, okay. exactly. Being pretty annoyed about it. Maybe you'll be like, "Oh, my controller wasn't really working," or "Oh, like lag, lag," like complaining about lag if it's like an online match, or if it's an offline match, which is doubly hilarious. <laughs> lag, um, control input lag. <laughs> the button presses weren't working in time. <laughs> so that's salty. Um, and getting bodied is basically when someone absolutely. Uh, trounces you, shall we say, like on a match where it's like barely even a competition. You're just like, oh, okay then, which is kind of what happens in the uh, Street Fighter. Turns 5. out I've got salty about being bodied on FIFA many times. But over the there years we go. Even, <laughs> Perhaps it doesn't uh, quite quite work. But yeah, another <laughs> another fighting game term as well as if uh, uh, something's free, like a match is free, it means like you barely even had to fight. Like okay. they were just like almost sandbagging. It was just like that easy. It's like oh, free sandbagging is when you lose on purpose. Okay, I'm I done. Know what <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done talking fighting because I'm I'm kind of I'm moving away from my Street Fighter Five to dip into um, Salt and Sanctuary, uh, where I'm getting salty in a different way. Has it been your Street Fighter Sanctuary? Uh, uh, well, well, yeah, because like when I get when I get salty about Street Fighter, I'm like I'll just retreat to the hellish Dark Souls difficulty of this <laughs> 2D um, Souls like. Yeah, so it's it's basically inspired heavily inspired by um, Dark Souls uh, in the so so you know how you have souls in dark souls that you collect once yep. you like kills en- kill enemies like that's salt in the game and you use that to upgrade your weapons it's kind of like obviously like an rpg um and sanctuaries are basically your bonfires so like your save points where um so you'll make it through a wave of really difficult enemies and you'll have collected your salt and then you'll find a sanctuary and it's like a bonfire where kind of your health resets um and you can kind of uh, start leveling up and upgrading your weapons um yeah, and it, it's very like Dark Souls, kind of maybe like crossed with a little bit of Castlevania because of the 2D spin, and it looks gorgeous. Um, it's all kind of like watercolor and gloomy and gothic and amazing. Um, and, and, and it's also kind of got a little sort of Metroidvania feel to it as well, in that kind of the bosses and the areas that you go to. Um, 
there's sort of certain skills that you can unlock that change your gameplay experience. Um, and I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit more about them. But basically, I'm just loving it because um, it's such a massive challenge. It's just like Souls in that it's like pure hell at first and so unforgiving. And it, it and it's difficult in that it's, it's not 3D arenas, right? So you kind of have to pass it very differently in the way that you're looking at it. And, and sometimes like it's quite difficult to figure out what enemies are doing in 2D. Um, and you kind of, there's a role like in Dark Souls, it's really important to like dodge attacks and you parry um, just the same. So it's, it's heavily inspired by that. And at first when I was playing it, I was like, gosh, this is, this is like a bit beyond a joke. Like it's a little bit too much. Like it's like Dark Souls, right? Way. <laughs> so, way. And, uh, but yeah, so, so at first I was kind of like, huh, but like the more I played it, the more I was just sort of captivated by the way it looks, the way it handles and controls, the amount of depth in it. It's, it's made by a, a team of two people at Scar Studios. Um, and it's incredible. It, the, the, what made me fall in love with it and why I'm still playing it is that it goes to an extent that like even Dark Souls doesn't. Like the amount of options you have in like building your character, um, even combat options, there's kind of a combo system where you can kind of uh, defeat different enemies in different ways depending on what weapon you have and what kind of combos you input. Um, and there's a skill tree as well um, where you're kind of, so say you're like my class at the moment is a cleric so I'm trying to build strength and magic but say if I wanted to start using a crossbow which is typically for like the hunter class um I can kind of like shimmy across on the skill tree if I upgrade to a certain path because it's all in interlocking like a big web and it just goes on for miles and it's amazing you can play this game over and over again it's magical and then also again like I was saying about the metroidvania stuff you're going to different places like finally managing to beat these incredibly difficult bosses and then there's there's a point about when I got I think maybe 10 hours into the game uh where something happens where um you kind of unlock these skills and I don't want to spoil them too much because I want people to play it and have the same moment of like oh my god the world has just opened up um and you unlock these skills and it's kind of very indie-esque in that all these like quirky abilities that you now have that you don't have in something like Dark Souls like completely opens up the world which again like Souls is all kind of it's interconnected and there's a lot of backtracking and then and new areas opening up and it's it's magical and I will be playing many classes over and over again um, and it's like 15 quid um, and hopefully there should be a PS Vita port kind of coming up on the way so like portable 2D Dark Souls with incredible indie twists like you sold it well you cannot go wrong I feel I'd like we should have an afternoon it. where I, I play Salt and Sanctuary for the afternoon and you play MLB the show and we'll see how we're doing Ben you'll have to do the magazine I'm afraid yeah so that's yeah, alright yeah we're done yeah it is, it's incredible uh, and I would massively recommend it but um, you know the huge detail on it in uh, this issue coming up uh, where I've done the review for it um, I was quite surprised with your yeah. review because you've given it a 5 out of 10 yeah well yeah I mean you'd, you'd think that uh, it, joking, the, the, the enthusiasm would translate Late, but it's April Fool's Day on the, the day of the <laughs> well, exactly. well, Is he joking who knows? or not? Is he joking? Am I really? Am I actually Matt Pellet? And it's all a big April Fool, and we put a voice yeah. uh, mask thing around. So, so, so Ben, I mean, have have you been playing something fiendishly difficult? No, nah, I've just been sitting at home playing Rocket League, no, and yeah, losing yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's actually I've been quite frustrated recently because I have it's the magic was there, now it's gone. Ever since the new ranking no. systems come in place. 
I've no, it's I've been slipping down divisions, oh, and it's Rocket League. I can't believe we still haven't played Rocket League. With each other. We need That's to. Happening. We need to. I was never really into it until like a couple months ago, You've... where a friend was like, "You have to get into it." Oh, it's so good. And now I'm like, like at first when I picked it up, I was like, I don't understand. Like, but I didn't even know about like the way you're supposed to flip and oh, yeah. the fact that you can like fly and like save goals like that. Oh my goodness! I went on holiday to Cornwall last summer um, for a week with my uh, my daughter and my wife and my daughter's godparents and their little girl and halfway through the week they had to go away to uh take their their, their daughter to a doctor's appointment on the way back my mate picked up his ps4 so for the last three days we had his ps4 there and we were like one night should we play a bit of rocket league a bit. Like, yeah let's play a bit um the rest of the week this makes me sound like such a dad <laughs> such a bad dad every time the kids were in bed from about and a bad husband as well but dave as well my mate dave he's equal equally to blame for this from quarter to ten at night it's about two in the morning we just played Rocket League that and sounds about we've right. already been told we're going back to Cornwall this year we've already been not told but encouraged not to bring the Playstation 4 forewarned all, all Rocket League's fault but what Ben you, so aside from Rocket League what have you, what have you uh, yeah so obviously Rocket League is always simmering around in the background I've actually started playing through The Last of Us Remastered again because mm. me and my girlfriend like having a game where we can sort of play through together and I've been nagging her for a while with The Last of Us because I've very much of the opinion that it is a fantastic once in a generation type of game so I bought the remastered on the cheap last year and it was like can we play it She's like, fine go on then and it's exactly the same pattern as last time uh, I started it I do a mission I'd sort of give it a bit of a break and now we've just reached autumn or fall as it says in the game but I'm not American so I refuse to call it that Good luck. and um, like I can't put it down and it gets to that point where you get so sucked into the story and everything just starts making sense again. I think the combat is... Uh, Naughty Dog have done a really good job of making the mechanics of that game mirror the story. You are always constantly scavenging the way you're always on the lookout for items to craft. And then when you do get into firefights, it's not uncharted where you, you're not fussed on how many bullets you spend. You're encouraged to be aggressive. In this, you're always looking for other options. You're always looking as using your guns as a last resort and i think uh the further you go in that game just pick you can actually see them physically getting more confident with their idea as they go through so so you're sucked in all over again right so so let me float this scenario by you. uh say say your partner's away and uh last of us is happening and uh it's fall and things are ramping up would you ever would you ever betray her and like play ahead like, in the game because you're like I, I have to i thought you meant like would you ever kiss like the last of would us would you I ever kiss the last going. of us on the lips would you ever, yeah would you and ma- run away and elope with it but like have you ever have you ever done a thing where you're like playing a game together with someone and then you're like oh i have to know what happens That's next good question uh, no, because oh, I'm not a terrible so human being. Ben, have you? Uh, we don't really. Uh, <laughs> me and my wife are like very different games. She's into like Fallout and Oblivion, oh. and I like run upstairs and cower in the bedroom when she plays those, which she hasn't done for about three years. So, I think we did play. We played some Lego games together. And no, actually, I, I will be honest, a bit like Ben, I think we played Lego Indiana Jones as an example where um, we did the first few levels and then she sort of ran out of time to play for a bit and I couldn't I couldn't go on without her. Oh, yeah. you, uh, you two are so sweet. So, like, so you've obviously got stories. Oh, yeah. No, like I'm just like a huge traitor, like no qualms. Like Life is Strange, I was like playing along like at the same pace as a friend. And they were like, oh, don't skip ahead because we can like do it together. And like stuff was happening at the end of episode like three. And I was like, well, I, I have to carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry. And also, I think I promised uh, Matt, our, our editor, um, you know, 
rest in peace wherever he's gone. Rest rest in a comfy armchair, rest, rest playing Bloodborne, <laughs> wrestling in peace. Um, I think I think he was like, oh, make sure you save like Destiny, the Taken King content, and then we'll like do it together. Well, I've kind of already started it Uh-oh. the other day, so I may be in trouble. <laughs> you know that letter that came through earlier? Yeah. That's your P45, mate. Yeah, it's like, you're fired. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but the other... The final game, and I felt bad because we didn't get a chance to talk about this in the last podcast, but there was a beta for a rather big PS4 exclusive that's coming out this year for Uncharted 4. So obviously I had a go on that, and the multiplayer is so much fun. Um, have you, have either of you played the Uncharted multiplayer no, before? Uh, no. Neither have I. Like it, it didn't seem like something that jumped out. I don't think many people kind of dove into the multiplayer that much, but I have heard good things about like what it used to be. But I've heard this new one is absolutely batty. I've heard I've heard there's like quite a lot of supernatural stuff going on. I mean that's uncharted all over though. <laughs> yeah. So it's always um spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you will get someone will now write into the spoilers. <laughs> Definitely. Uh so with like the new one, it's got a perk system. So as you're playing, you hit the touchpad and you can either choose spawning an extra soldier, you can do damage, or you get uh the tomb of Eldorado or the Eldorado statue. I suppose making stuff the, up the, as the I big, go along. The big scary statue I've seen and it's and like great. got magical powers. So that's more like a grenade that as you chuck it out it's constantly doing damage to anyone who's coming near it. There's another one where if you chuck it down it sort of distorts time um, and I think there's another medic one as well where if you chuck it like it will heal your teammates. But one of the things that I really liked about it is how well designed the uh, the levels were. So I hate this term and it's the only one that's come to mind verticality yeah like elevations i guess like ridges uh, and stuff right um that's <laughs> such verticality a like a whole games. games journalism term but yeah so it's there's different levels but it makes i thought there were so many natural choke points and natural moments where skirmishes would break out around you and it plays so well as well the grappling hook will be so much fun to use um there were so many times where i was playing the game i'd see it and like it would give me no tactical advantage but you just like swing in like a republican tarzan shooting off guns and ah, oh, i loved it so much was it quite a to give another give you another gaming cliche was it visceral <laughs> oh a no. visceral experience basically, basically all game journalists should be banned from using any word beginning with v verticality never... verisimilitude oh, yeah. uh people use verisimilitude yeah i've seen it written. oh no yeah, yeah. and that's no. just like kind of look, look at me i can yeah look, look at me i know words that's <laughs> got like loads of scrabble points i bad. i tend to do, I, what I tend to do is after I finish the piece I go through it right click synonyms and then go for the bigger term so I look cleverer than I <laughs> yeah. actually am I did I have to say my first day back I did use kaleidoscopic just like, oh this no morning. that is like that's a staple for me to be um, fair there's all, is, there's that's, all... what, that's like a one use per year like maximum word and I was like, like, I'm only here for nine I'll weeks I'll tell you what the other thing there. is food idioms like and it always tends to happen before lunch as well it's like I find myself writing about it's like a cake and then I'm like I can't do that all the time just because I'm hungry I, did write, I also wrote in the same piece that I was as religious as Nesquik so I do yeah <laughs> food and drink is obviously a, must be a thing yeah, that you it's, in the it's office the crutch just, yeah, it's the crutch it's the crutch <laughs> and so we did talk about Uncharted, and that's because issue 122, it is out April the 12th, and it's our big Uncharted special. And uh, one of the reasons for that is that we've taken an entire look over the series from Uncharted 1 to the board game, and this is why we're going deep into spoiler territory here. So, guys... Why are we not playing the board game live? Why have we yeah, not Yeah, I feel this? like, yeah, that this would is, be great this is audio. live stream on Thursday. Just yes, the, the gentle... It's a camera on me by myself, rolling dice. Yeah, the gentle clack of, like, the, <laughs> the little pieces across the board. Be like, Ben, your turn. 
Uh, <laughs> great so, audio. So I thought what would be quite good to chat about with the Uncharted retrospective, because we've gone through all the games. Um, ben, yes. as the old editor of OPM, what would you say is your favourite Uncharted? Uh, I would say 2 is my favourite. I think it had the, the grandest set piece. Well, I think 2 was such a massive leap from 1 in terms of the set pieces the mechanics, uh, the story, just the mishmash of those. Mishmash is such a, is actually an unkind word to use, but, you know, the blending of those four main characters. It was so perfectly done. I think three, probably, um, in retrospect now, people have, have reckoned it seems to be not as good. I think it was probably a better game, a more polished game, but I don't think it made the, the huge leap. I, people, I don't think, realise, looking back at that whole generation, the biggest leap any... I'd say there's two games that made bigger leaps in like genres that we never than we we saw at any other time. One was uh, action adventure games from um, any other game to Uncharted Two, and the other was any shooter to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they for me uh, like were the the two massive leaps of that generation. And um, I keep meaning to go back to two because I loved it so much. You know, the, the train level, the boat level, uh, the the bits into bear. It's just all. I know, I know Ben says Nepal is... Oh, uh, is Tibet, what, is Tibet 3 or 2? I'm sh- Tibet is 2. So um, I recently played the Nathan Drake collection for review. Yes. It got a 9 out of 10, uh, which I very much stand by because I think that series is a must for any player. I want to say minimum 9 out of 10. Yeah, it's the yeah. PlayStation series, isn't it? One of the things I was surprised, so I replayed Uncharted 1 and I liked it a lot more than I thought I would because I've always loved the series. But and, as you say, like... In my mind, like Uncharted One is this tech demo, which Naughty Dog are laying down the groundwork for that then becomes Uncharted Two. And going back to One, um, I found it to be like it actually has its own sort of personality, which I think Uncharted Two definitely improves upon. But One feels like a very sort of different game to the rest of the series, but one where people think of Uncharted, they still think of the jungle, the Nazi U-boat, the uh, final third going into supernatural bobbins. And... <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers, bobbins. But yeah. Um, yeah, to go back to what you were saying about too, I, I, the pacing of that game like has never been bettered uh, on the PS3 and at the moment on the PS4. From the moment you start that game, you are just completely propelled through it's almost unnatural how well like it manages to like, yeah. take you through that game. And at no point do you feel like... Because it's not like something like Indiana Jones where you have a shot of a plane going across the sea. Everything makes sense of how they get from A to B. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised how well they managed to also pace um, their set pieces where you have a bit where the helicopter in the pool like circles around. You see it. It takes control away from you for a second and then you're right back into it. It doesn't make a big deal out of putting this as a cutscene, but you're only playing half of it. You never feel like you're actually out of control with drake so when a cutscene does come along you can then actually appreciate what's going on with it a lot more but i'd say they, they also wrote the, the the interactions between the four characters really well in terms of the the, the, the conver- conversationality that's probably not a word but you know what <laughs> i mean the way they can, you're coming out yeah, some brilliant ones today I'm, this is how i do it i make it up as i go along on podcasts <laughs> as in life but you know kind of the uh like you know they, they wrote strong male characters Strong female characters, the hashtag flirty bants between them was believable, you know, kind of like they didn't lean on sexuality to get these characters across. They were all, whether you're male or female, they're quite, I guess, no, even Sully's got an attractiveness to him, but they're quite attractive characters. But Sully's characters, a dog. But, yeah, yeah. But they didn't lean on that too hard. And all their interactions, whether they were, um, you know, serious things or laid back 
sexy, if you like, things. Like they they all worked perfectly. It was just really nicely honed. That that's a big thing about the interactive series. It creates characters you want to spend time with. It's mm-hmm. not like something like Prototype, where you're playing Alex Mercer. If I've got that wrong, I'm sorry. I can do a great job in the <laughs> no, editing studio. Fine. You just edit it in like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> with Pellet's voice. Yeah. <laughs> but like he, he he's hateful. Like he's not a f- like that's a fun game to play, but he's not a fun character to spend time with. But every character in Uncharted, you know, you, like it's fun to hear what they say. Uh, Uncharted Three, as um, we'll get onto in a second, has one of uh, one of the best characters in the series in Cutter. Like he yes. was like. You think he's going to be, oh, you know, apples and pears, but he's actually like a really <laughs> funny. It was <laughs> Ben's Cockney accent, yeah. flawless. Could you do some more? <laughs> I think you should do it like later on in this podcast. You should do a game review in just Cockney. Yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe we should doing, introduce accent? accents. Well, that one is like that's challenge. my go-to because it was on an old like Charlie Brooker screen wipe, and now all, that's all I hear just Charlie well, Brooker's like, exaggerated. When cocky. I was reviewing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it was all just like Cockney references. Couldn't like couldn't see an article. From from anyone without some sort of like cockney rhyming slang in it. See, I can it. see Jenny's from Devon. I can sort of do Devonian because of my family. Yeah, from West Country. No, my so. lover. Are you where's my that lover? Where's that too? Where's it too? Where's, where's it, that too? Where's it too? Uh, uh, we say Ear Bay. Ear Bay. Yeah, Janus. Yeah. Oh, Janus. Janus. Yeah. Janus. Um, big up Plymouth. Uh, the Midlands. So Midlands. I'm from. I'm from the Housegate that's Coventry. Okay. <laughs> As we all know, that Coventry is the greatest place in the world. Beautiful. There's Beautiful. not. There's it's got a nice football stadium. That's, as we were saying in the office the other day, is underpopulated and uh, the I've I've been to the Rico a few times and nice is an adjective. Rico is probably... all right. It's all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, circling back to yes. Uncharted Three because oh. I want to pick up on something that you've said, Ben oh, Wilson. Dear. We're going to have, have to. How are we? How are we going to differentiate between the two of you? This is great. Ben, I, ben. On the way down, I suggested Big Ben and Little Ben, and Big then realised that actually sounded like, Big Ben, Little you know, Ben, cardboard that's not, box. No, that's, not the, the te- that's not the After Dark <laughs> podcast. You know? I know, I know. Nobody read anything into this. (laughs) Stop cutting the sheets. Oh, God. But um, yeah, so Uncharted 3, I mean, you were saying that really the the, the big kind of like innovative leap in the series and for the series was between one and two. And I think most people would agree with that. Uncharted 2 is like pinpointed as the seminal Uncharted that like defined the series and and PlayStation to an extent. Um, You disagree now, aren't you? Well, I'm not yes, going disagree. to. I'm do not, it. I'm do not it, going it, to disagree because uh, I love to stay on the popular side of the fence. But uh, Robin Valentine, who is uh, he's a production editor on Games Master magazine, and uh, the Games Master boys kind of sit near us in the office. Um, anyway, so so when kind of the Uncharted collection came out, uh, Robin hadn't played any of the Uncharted uh, games before, so he picked up the collection. And he was like, right, I'm going to marathon the whole thing, uh, and then he came back in the office with a very controversial opinion that he thinks Uncharted Three is. Uh, the best in the series by far so far uh, yes so he's actually written a an opinion column for us uh, for this Uncharted special uh, we've got some great opinions we've got uh, uh uh, Dave Meeks on uh, uh, why why kind of Nate was great as a, a vulnerable hero. Oh uh, my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Scottish Meeks. There we go. The accents are coming out. Uh, we've got we've got Matt Pellet yeah, again again wrestling in peace uh, on uh, Uncharted three set pieces and uh, kind of spoilers and and kind of giving away too much about a game before it's out. Anyway, but Robin has written um, about how Uncharted three is basically the refinement and the honing of everything that happened in Uncharted 2 and therefore kind of as an experience playing now rather than having that retrospective and looking back he is like objectively it's the better game um and yeah he he 
he just uh yeah he's saying it's, it's nate's most impressive adventure um and he thinks it's like the true realization of the series ambitions and i remember kind of chatting to him about it in the office and he's saying how um th- like the the stories and the interactions between the characters like like in uncharted 2 you've got you know you've got some real intimate moments and like some sexy moments some fun moments there's a lot of hashtag bants as you would uh like to call it big ben uh but um he was <laughs> He was saying how Uncharted 3 is basically, there's kind of a more human element to it with some of the relationships of the characters um, and and how he's kind of looking to looking forward to seeing more of that in Uncharted 4. But yeah, he's very, very strongly, uh, but brings up some very, very strong points, I think, in his opinion column that you can read in the mag on, on why objectively kind of having just played it now uh, without ha- having been caught up in that, oh my goodness, Uncharted yeah, yeah. 2, it, it is a, a better game in his opinion. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to get reading that. But Yeah, I think the big thing, as you say there, and it kind of ties into Ben's point, is how for people who played the first Uncharted, and at the time it was very much like this big new Sony IP which had to succeed because it was the new PlayStation franchise. And then Uncharted 2 legitimately lived up to that title as mm-hmm. incredible this game is the perfect not perfect nothing's ever perfect this game is an amazing blockbuster then Charter 3 comes out and it does it either slightly better slightly worse but then again you kind of you lose that this is a huge leap from one to the other mm. but it's very much a series that because of how um, it's set up to be a blockbuster you go from point A to point B it's about ugh it's about the journey not the destination <laughs> um, a bit like it, American Idol ooh. <laughs> Ouch. I've got a question for you then. So 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 what do I guess what do you guys want from Uncharted 4? I mean Ben as a super fan. Just just, just think like... just thinking in terms of leaps and refinement. What do you want out of four, right? So so one to two was arguably a huge leap. Two to three, perhaps more of a refinement, definitely according to Robin, kind of really building upon the massive leap that Uncharted 2 made. What do you want from four? Do you think or what do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be like another revolutionary leap or is it going to be more of a, a honing and a great kind of wrapping up, basically, as it I is? I think a few for me, wrapping up the story, I think the I've loved these characters all the way through, as discussed in particular with two. And I hope they don't go down the route of like a crazy wrestling style. One of them goes evil because I thought with I genuinely thought with three that it was going to work up to like Sully somehow became you know naughty in his old age. And I like the fact that they stuck with the way you thought it was going to go more or less. And I you know I I think that there's this element these days in films in particular of like ending on a a realistic down note. And what I hope doesn't happen is that you know uh, Nate and Elena say like end it, you know everything gets rocky. Were they were they divorced by three but still friends? No, they got so, back together at the end. So in it's three, like into one because at one point in three, Nate like notices she's still wearing her ring. So I think yeah, it's really rocky in three, and in four it looks like it's going the same yeah. way as well. Yeah, like looks like Elena's kind of getting bored of his like I've got to run off to the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> I will take popping off to the Amazon, yeah. and then off to the Amazon. Yeah. As long as they're all the still RB. alive and friends at the end, and the journey of getting there, the, the X Factor style journey, I will just listen intently and really. So you're re- you're you, you're gonna are you gonna be actively annoyed if it's not a happy end? Because like I mean, a thief's I don't end. Think, I don't think it'll be not, a happy. Well, no. Like I Positive, is it? I think it's the it's the, you know it's the that is the the done thing these days, isn't it? That's yeah. the reality. Is you the go kind of, oh someone dies, still, something yeah, still, happens. You still get something poignant and memorable, mm. but it's not necessarily the kind of happy upbeat thing. And the, and the thing is, the first three games to extent have all ended fairly happily. So this would be the one where the big shock would be to turn and give you a gut punch. 
Um, but would it be now? Like, I think everyone's well, expecting no, well, the gut exactly, punch now. But yeah, yeah that's the, is, is it a double bluff? Is the title a different thing? I, you know. So I've, I've been working on this theory for a while, and obviously with those new trailers coming out, there's been the new cinematic trailer. Uh, it's a minute long, and it sort of goes, it's Nate sitting somewhere holding a piece of gold, and the camera's flipping through. And then obviously the other cinematic trailer, the big one where it was introducing Sam, it's introducing the story. My personal theory is Nate is going to alienate all of his friends, everybody who's ever helped him, chasing along with Sam. And then at the end of it, Sam is going to basically betray Nate is going to be the heel. Uh, there's a wrestling term there. Oh, well, Nate <laughs> the pre- heel. betrays him and then Nate becomes the, the, the oh, antagonist oh. for the next two or three games. Ultimate twist. Um, but yeah, I think it's basically, Nate will look at, because again, it's, it's in the dialogue where you say like, was it all worth it? How will they remember me? It's the sort of thing where one is going to betray the other and it will end on that sort of like, his consequences finally catch up to him. Yeah, that's or the thing. Or it gets to the end and it turns out that Scooby-Doo style, this is Jen's absolute dream, they take Nate's mask off and he's been Crash Bandicoot. Yes! And then fade to black. What's your uh, hopes and dreams for four, Jen? Uh, for four? Um, Crash Bandicoot notwithstanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess like... They're going to change the ending I, now, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would quite like uh, something dark to happen. Like all the cinematic trailers that I've seen have like been pretty kind of downbeat and emotional. I think kind of Last of Us style. I think I want to go... I want it to go to those gritty places because I think like there's been so many fake outs in the series, right? With like Sully's like kind of miraculous deaths and yeah, not yeah, deaths. Yeah, yeah. No, he's died more times <laughs> than I've had hot dinners. I know. So I... Yeah, I think... Um, um, and we did a debate about this, and like I, I feel like death needs to be more permanent in the Uncharted series. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on now. Like, I, I, know, I feel mate. like you've seen the, the <laughs> waves that drink so in real life. Yeah, I think there was there's been an article recently. I think about like let's count how many people exactly Nathan Drake has killed. Oh, it's like a million, <laughs> but he's still seen as this cheeky chappy. Yeah, I think I, I would like it to get dark, and I would like it to get real. Um, I, th- I I enjoy having that from a game, so I don't think I want like a happy end from it. Um, and yeah, I think I think kind of with the like new gen stuff, they can they can really make it like a super interactive experience. And the the dialogue options as well, I would like. I'm really interested to see how far that goes. I don't think it will go very far into like branching dialogues, but if there are kind of not moral choices, but like narrative choices to be made, I think that would make me quite happy. I like feeling like you have kind of more kind of agency and Uncharted's always been very linear um, and sometimes that's not massively appealed to me being like oh you have to go here and do this I think my big wish for four is that there's slightly more freedom in how you approach things like whether that be the relationships um, or, or kind of pieces. or the set pieces right. exactly like if there's if there's perhaps slightly more options I think it would ruin it to be like mean- oh let's open it up and make it a giant sandbox because that's not Uncharted like you still want that story to unfold in the way that it's supposed to unfold but if there's there is slightly more kind of interaction. I think I think that would be like a very current take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those, subject, those are those <laughs> ideas. On the subject of um happy endings, uh if if the series if this oi, is oi. to be the last of the series, there is a happy ending for your readership, potentially. Oh, there is. You have the most amazing, and I'm not I'm genuinely not exaggerating. I came in yesterday, you showed me this picture. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I nearly wet myself in excitement. It is um, incredible. Your subscriber gift next month. Yeah, so, we, so we've always Miss Simkins. Well, we've always had great subscriber gifts, but um, for fans of ridiculous tchotchkes, which we all are in the office, we all have our our little things. We're we're, we're giving what's away a, what's a tchotchke? Tchotchkes. They're like little little bits of toys and like game related knickknacks, perhaps. Um, but yeah, we are actually uh, giving subscribers free pop vinyl. Nathan Drakes and Kratos. And by to get these, you can subscribe to OPM at yeah myfavoritemagazines.co.uk forward slash OPM subs. But don't do it on Friday. Do it. You wait until the magazine yeah, sale because until... you don't want to miss out. Well, we'll I mean, you, you'll get a cool gift this, gift this month. So as well, but... if you do it this month, you'll be getting. Are they the Star Wars ones? I think it's the Star Wars Vader. ones are cool as well. To be yeah, fair. they're the. But it's not Nathan Drake. It's not. It's not little Nate with his. This little is the only quiff. time ever we'll say hold off beard. for like a few days. Yeah, we're like, guys, just get, be patient. Get Drake and Kratos. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a big Funko collection. That's not a euphemism. That's a real thing. Um, and, <laughs> big Ben's uh, big Funko collection. Oh, my God. It's yeah, like flirty pants. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I'd i stopped collecting genuinely and seeing them, I'm like, how can I How can I get one of these? Yeah. Because we genuinely don't. This isn't a trick. We don't get them in the office. No, we they don't. They are absolutely exclusive to subscribers. So... For me to get these, I, would, I have to subscribe for a magazine that I worked for for eight years and I'm yeah. back working for two I was going to say. So, so, it's a big decision. So it's uh, it's time for it's mine a and... It's a very easy decision. <laughs> time because... for mine and Ben's fourth subscription each to keep <laughs> getting these free gifts. But yeah, genuinely... Ben, Ben's will only... Ben's got a Funko on his desk that every time I... So I also do some work. <laughs> Judas, Judas for Games Master. And every time I'm Traitor. there working in the evening... Ben's Funko is knocked in the bin by the cleaner. Your Saul who... Goodman Funko. It's <laughs> it's quite disheartening that I leave the office. I know that he'll be taking a tumble, not only metaphorically, just like he does in Metacore Saul, but literally into my scrap. Into your, into your if bin. if you put that under a microscope, microscope all the different oh, sandwiches. Oh God, and yeah. It would look more... Detritus. Dis- and... It would probably look like something taken out of the division. <laughs> my... all viruses How much it. cocaine and pee has been all over Saul Goodman? <laughs> only hey, you can find I'm... out. What on the means, division's website. <laughs> what means we'll do in our spare time is none of your business. Um, so but yeah, if you don't subscribe in time, then we're going to send you Ben's. Uh, when they're all we're going to send you Ben's, Ben's infected soul. Yeah, so a, so hold consolation off. Consolation prize. I thought so. he just goes. We're going to send Ben to come round to your house, yeah. sit down and read the mag for so, you. So yeah, guys, seriously, it's worth it. Hold off for a few days till the new mag comes out. Um, and then go ahead and subscribe to OPM and you will get these two amazing Funko Pops. You know what? We've been talking about no the regrets. new mag so much so that I kind of want to have a chat about what's in it. Yeah, there is quite a lot in it as well, It's almost like I planned that. It's not just our lovely Uncharted special that kind of charts, you know, one, three, three and little bit of uh, Vita and everything but yeah no we've got some great news lined up in the new mag um, the, the great thing is this is going to be like for me because I am literally came back yesterday I haven't really seen the mag this is going to be as big a surprise as fishing Funkers out of Ben's <laughs> bin like I am but but hopefully in a much more exciting <laughs> as if like my Funkos change way. every time I'm you hoping they do. imagine that if each time you pull it out it was it's different like the Black Ops mystery the, box what, imagine what the cleaner if it started like messing with your head by going I'm going to take different ones in and then every day as Punishment for him knocking his Funko in the bin. I'm going to swap them over. It'd be quite an expensive game to play, but you know. 
Yeah, so so we got some great news in the new mag. So perhaps the one we're the piece of news we're all kind of most excited about as Resi fans is um, the kind of remasters of Resident Evils four through six, which are coming to PS4. You mean Resident Evil four and the others? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, this is so ah, funny, that's, right? That's unfair. That's unfair. Because because they're being released in reverse order, right? Which has to be <laughs> a specific choice because we all know that everybody is in it for Resident Evil four and that knife fight, which is probably one of the greatest. In PlayStation history, first time, so good. First time you meet Mr. Chainsaw. I I, I had <laughs> I borrowed Resident Evil for off a mate on PS2 when I was of a certain age and uh, not the one that it said on the box. Uh, but I remember like you get through the village and you come out and it's like, <laughs> and you're like what's going on? And that thing runs at you and you watch anyone's head get lobbed off as his chainsaw <laughs> oh, comes so through. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> but you, surely so you weren't good. even, you, neither of you were of the required age to play Resi 4. Well, I still know. It's like the week I claimed my first, the first installment of my pension. Like, it's pretty, uh, pretty memorable week for me. Uh, yeah, so Resi 6 is already up on the store, right? Um, which, it, it's, it's still a good game. No, I want to play it. Yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen have you seen Leon S. Kennedy's hair in that game? Yeah, it's but... magical. It's magical. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that's already up on the store. And then I think it's, um, is it Summer Resi 5's coming out? We haven't had a confirmed date for Resi 5 yet, but that'll be in the summer. And then in autumn, it'll be Resi 4. It's Resi 4 time. I have like I have fond memories of Resi 5 because there's one night where I had a, um, a mate come over. Which was one with Shiva? Shiva, Shiva. I just five. Played it. Five, yeah. yeah. I, played, I played a bit of five. Um, more it's... than that of four because I wasn't really into... I'm you played more of, of five bit, than four. Ooh. I'm a bit of a baby, bit of scaredy cat, so four. Four was Always pretty seemed quite intense unnerving and gory. Oh, yeah. Whereas five, they went a bit. I know there were still some moments of fear, but generally it was a bit more just shoot. shoot it was wasn't definitely it, so. more actiony in terms of there was less emphasis on like scaring you and more emphasis on shooting the things trying to eat you. But uh, no, I think five ends in the most ridiculous eighties movie way possible, where Chris Redfield punches a boulder and it moves. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're fighting Westgate in a volcano, which kind of makes it sound like the end of You Only Live Twice. It does a bit, yeah. Yeah, it I, I, it was like me and my mate played it for six, seven hours straight, and it was just the only way you should play Resident Evil Five is with somebody next to you because the story is like proper Resi Bobbins. Uh, the second time I've used it, let's I was go. Say Bobbins is the theme. Bobbins. The Bobbins, the Bobbins cast. Um, no, okay, proper Resident Flirty Evil. Bobbins cast. Gubbins, Gubbins. I like Gubbins. Gubbins, yeah. Gubbs. Let's go. Gubbins. Gubbins. Um, so yeah, so... Bobants? Bo- oh, stop, stop trying to make Sorry. Bants happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Bants you know. Is like worse than Visceral or... Was, was, mean girls, was Mean Girls like a thing for your generation? Yes. Mean girls, yeah, I was going to say. I'm only cause... like one generation, by the way. I'm not joking aside. <laughs> Old man. Uh, yeah, Mean Old Girls ben. was a thing. That was like the beginning of... Um, Old Ben, that's, yeah. that's not the one you want. No, okay. Um, not only are you aiming for the P45 from Pella, but from Wilson now as well. <laughs> I'm going for I'll the clean be, sweep. I'll tell you what, he can be Ben and I'll be Obi-Wan and then we'll be Oh, fine. yeah. Um, that's, that's like too old, Ben, but that's fine. <laughs> that's adorable. That. Um, yes, Mean Girls. Yeah, that's the beginnings of Tina Fey, is it not? Yeah, oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Inception of and, Teen. Um, uh, and Seafried and... Uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, McAdams is in that. And... Uh, the Janitor from Scrubs. Yeah, and Lindsay oh, Lohan. Oh, yeah. Lizzie Lohan. Amy, what happened Amy to Lindsay? Lindsay. Yeah. What happened to Lindsay? 
Oh, it's a seminal movie. In fact, so I think it's good. become more seminal as times as people have realised how talented Tina Fey is. People mm. go back to that and like, hey, it's like a this kind is of incredible. teenage girl version of Thirty Rock. This is oh, brilliant. It's, oh, it's just so good. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we got how that. Did we get from <laughs> to Mean <laughs> Girls, and you asked the questions, so you can... Mean Gubbins. We've I got... kind of wanted to talk to you because um, you're a MOBA fan. Oh, we're really going to talk about Smite over Umbrella Corpse. Okay. Um, It's Core, isn't it? Not Corpse. Corpse? Should be Corpse for Resi. Yeah, no, I I am. I don't know what they're saying. Um, yeah, so we've got a Smite, not a preview in the mag, but um, I played some sort of uh, the uh, alpha, I think, I believe it was, um, of Smite, um, because it's coming to PS4. It's been kind of out on PC for a while now, um, and I used to play it a fair bit. Uh, I like MOBAs, I like Dota 2, I previewed Paragon the previous issue. Um, yeah, so I've kind of been, I had a lot of fun with Smite, um, so I've given you kind of a rundown of when you can expect kind of certain modes and releases of betas to be popping up on the PS4, that's in our news section. Um, and it was really fun. I think if you're not particularly into MOBAs... Um, so, to begin with, because as play- as a PlayStation gamer, MOBAs is a term that I've only known because you don't stop Do not, saying it. You don't know what... I know it, I, multiplayer online... Battle Arena? Yeah! Yes! I yeah. Bants Arena. Bants Arena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bobbins Arena. Mobanta? Mobanta. Uh, <laughs> My ba- my banter. Oh god, why are we using the word banter? It hurts my mouth. Anyway, so um, yeah, so it's basically MOBAs are kind of like a team game uh, uh, where you're kind of teaming up to take down uh, uh, other players, obviously, but also mainly like objectives that are in the field. So it's all about it's all about the arena you're in um, and kind of pushing forward by killing kind of like low level enemies, minions, um, and gaining XP, and then you're leveling up your character basically from like one to ten or whatever the level scale is in the MOBA um, like in game and then each match that kind of resets so the the goal is to kind of level up your character and buy abilities and kind of like buffs and items as fast as you possibly can so you want to kind of kill all these minions in the field um, so you can get more powerful you can kill enemy players and you can also take down the enemy's kind of towers which are like their structures that are kind of the heart of their kind of like team health I suppose so the more towers you take down the closer you get to kind of like their bigger structures um, and and, and to winning the game so it's kind of like a tug of war on a battlefield you're kind of fighting for control of the map and there's there's various things uh, in the map that kind of help you on your way so there's there's jungles where kind of maybe like kind of mini bosses spawn um and if you kill them perhaps you'll get like a special kind of buff that will help your team um so it's kind of like you can go in you can choose how you approach it you can go in you can like fight other players um and kind of take down towers and be really aggressive that way or perhaps you can like so there's three lanes perhaps you can like sneak down another lane towards a jungle and say okay i'm going to play the long game i'm going to make sure i build up loads of xp and get this certain buff from this certain jungle um which will then help us um and then perhaps to like if you're on the other team you want to be like oh that person's going over there to get that and so yeah there's there's lots of different things at play so it can sound really complicated right Not um, all. <laughs> <laughs> it can sound really complex and there's a lot of like jargon and stuff but that's why smite's so good and that's why we've kind of popped it in use is because um perhaps unlike paragon which is very much like a moba person's moba even though it feels very shooty and accessible there's lots of complex things at play the reason why smite's so good and that you guys might want to check out smite um is because um it's really it's really really easy to kind of jump in and sort of be babysat for a while which is really nice and just be able to enjoy it it's like a third person kind of over the shoulder look like paragon 
So it kind of feels more like you can see things and know what they're doing rather than kind of top-down isometric view things like League of Legends. And how does it feel on pad as well? Because obviously... Really nice. Like, I mean, this is the thing, right? And that's why I was excited about Paragon too is because I think... And, and we're seeing a lot of kind of MOBAs all of a sudden and, and MOBA-esque things like Battleborn and Overwatch coming to PS4 and the couch. And I think it's made for that stuff. Like... Um, sometimes you don't want to be like sat up at a pc like you know clicking things and league of legends like especially for third person mobas like paragon and smite it feels so much more natural to like pop them on a ps4 pad um and just like chill out on the couch and like jump into a, a 40 minute match with your mates um and and smite's great for that like it's it's um it's slightly more basic in that there's there's like kind of only a few abilities so it works really nicely on pad there's not too many like fiddly buttons like everything's sort of like mapped so that it makes sense um and as you play kind of there's like an auto leveling and auto buying feature. So you don't have to worry about, oh, do I need this item for my particular hero character I've chosen? Or, oh, I forgot to level up. Like there's an option in Smite that you don't have in something like Paragon, where if you're a new player, you can just go in and fire shots at people and Smite will take care of that for you. So it's a great way to kind of get the feel for a MOBA. Um, and it's really colorful and bright and fun. Um, I think perhaps... I mean, it's hugely popular on PC for a great reason. I'm now slightly more excited about Paragon because I think it just takes it to the next level. Um, but this is such a great way in uh, to sort of getting to know MOBAs. And I believe it's free to play as well. I think so. Yeah. So... We've also got a preview for what I'm going to call a phoba. Oh, <laughs> that is very nice. Doesn't very that nice mean indeed. Something beyond all reckon. No, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> the FOMO, fear of missing out. Fubar in Ubar. That was a Fubar. That was a strap. Fubar. On, on Charlie Three, getting Fubar in Ubar. Oh, amazing! Ooh. That's brilliant. Yeah. No, I also uh, previewed Battleborn, uh, which has MOBA-esque elements, even though it's kind of technically a first-person shooter. Uh, it's 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 from the development team that kind of worked on the Borderlands series. Um, so it's kind of got that sort of tongue-in-cheek. Um, uh, sort of super stylized look to it um, and yeah basically you're ch just like a MOBA you're choosing heroes and it's kind of about uh, the multiplayer play is more about objectives and taking down towers which are now kind of like spider sentries in the game um, but it's it's slightly less about um well, the single player campaign kind of feels more like a shooter campaign in that um, there's less tactics and more just like run, gun, shoot enemies, um, make sure the thing you're protecting has shields up and stuff like that. Uh, and it's first person, obviously, so kind of feels a little bit more like you're at home in that one. So again, that's another great way into MOBAs if you're kind of like checking out the more complicated Any ones. Any soldier going to be MOBA, MOBA-ing <laughs> um, Unfortunately... It MOBAs for me are lacking two things. One is a small miniaturized car you can drive, and then two <laughs> is a giant ball where you need to be hitting oh, it into a goal. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, Rocket League is the ultimate MOBA <laughs> because there's an arena. It's a battle arena. Uh, yeah, you're battling to see who's going to win the match. I, I can't. I can't think what towers would be though. Uh, uh, that would be the wall, uh, which you drive up. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose you're like rocket fuel or whatever those little yellow balls. Maybe because if you, if <laughs> you don't you really have to fight for them. Towers Control them. Sorry, no go. No, I was just say towers are towers are becoming like the dockyards of this generation. It's like kind of <laughs> yes. thirty three point three percent of video games have, have, have towers. Like, tower, it's like crates towers, and barrels, yeah. right? Protect the tower or climb the tower to yeah. switch a radio mask back on. And or yeah. Do something with the tower yeah there'll be like FIFA next year will just be towers instead of goalposts <laughs> oh well, it'll be uh, the only matches where you play is the old Wembley yes <laughs> yeah oh nicely done nicely done <laughs> classic stadiums yeah 
Um, and there's one more preview I really want to talk about because it's exciting. Okay. Um, there is there's two PlayStation exclusives. Some hot exclusives. Hot, scl- might... hot exclusives. Hot exclusives. Yeah, that's our I fit. see what you've done that's, there. I think that's comedy bang bang. Yeah, comedy bang bang. You can't tell me off for making up conversationalism and then use hot, hot exclusive or whatever. Hot exclusive. No exclusive. Just exclusive. Sorry, oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's a little shout out to greatest uh, greatest podcast of all time, comedy bang bang. Wing wing. No, <laughs> um, so, so it's uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yes. Ratchet and Clank. Which we're both very excited about, mm-hmm. but you've somehow stolen from me. I have. That was very naughty of me. I don't know what happened. I think you were you were, you were were busy on our Uncharted issue, like doing a lovely retrospective and bringing your, your lovely Uncharted knowledge to uh, our, our lovely, lovely feature. And, and I was I, actually just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> you're just, just gifts of cats, <laughs> sending them to people. I know me too well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I managed to wangle five hours with, uh, with Ratchet and Clank, which is kind of the first section section of the game um and absolutely loved it um, why 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 i want to know this. because so not, ba- not in any way i i stopped loving ratchet and clank but let's be honest they haven't had the most uh illustrious of the last no i mean and this is the thing and i think they can very much tell that in that this new game is a reworking of the first game okay. which is absolutely the standout yeah, of the series yeah. it's a classic um and it just looks better than ever it's kind of it's a reworking and it's a remastering and there's loads of kind of the old moments in there you know like uh, sand sharks and hoverboarding and all that is back but they've kind of they've just taken it to new heights and they've kind of fixed certain things and I mean, first off, the most important thing, like, well, the, the most instant thing is that it looks absolutely incredible. I mean, obviously, like, Ratchet and Clank PS2, like, it's, like, gorgeous and colourful. This is, it's coming out in conjunction with the movie. Um, and it just looks like the movie. It just looks like playing the Spoilers. movie. It just looks like coming. It It's incredible. Like, I was taking screenshots for our preview and, it, like, I could not tell the difference between screenshots and cutscenes like such was the quality of it and and it feels like just as gorgeous as well it's just so fluid it just feels like you're like transferring your will into this little lombax that like should be on a movie screen um and the the combat is so incredibly fluid there's this kind of uh, the new thing that i'm really enjoying is um you can obviously you've got like the radial menu to like switch between weapons but now you can map them to your d-pad so if you want like your pyrositor um on something you want to kind of like switch to that like real quickly you can like map that to the d-pad and then you can just like click that in the heat of battle so you don't have to do the whole like pausing it for a second and then like selecting your weapon which is like really great because the combat is so fluid that you don't want to stop it um it just feels great and you still have the disco ball Yes, the Groovatron, oh, I mean, the Groovatron, the yeah. Groovatron, yeah. and it's so good. And like, there's new enemies in the game and stuff now. Did you get a chance to play with the Pixelator? I did, the Pixelizer. It cost me a lot of bolts. I think it cost me 15,000 bolts. Um, so I had to like save up for quite a bit. Um, so I got it to kind of towards the end of the game. Uh, and it's so much fun. So the, you shoot enemies, basically, and they turn into like 8-bit versions of themselves. So they, they just look adorable. And then you just smash them to pieces with your Omni-Wrench, and it's amazing. I do like to think <laughs> that my gaming alter ego is Captain Quark. Oh, so. <laughs> he's so brilliant in this game as well. Like, the writing in this game, um, like, some of the little, like, jokes he comes out with is absolutely brilliant. And it's narrated by Captain Quark as well. Um, which oh, is amazing. Exactly, which is slightly different to the movie, which is nice. Um, there's a lot of parallels with the movie and the old game, but it also does so many different things as its own game um which is really enjoyable so captain quark narrates the whole thing so like kind of when you're first starting it'd be like 
oh, oh, Ratchet saw two walls together and he didn't quite know what to do. And he figured maybe he could jump between them. And it's, he's kind of like narrating as you go. And it's like Ratchet wall jumped between the blah, 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 blah. So that's like a really nice way of doing tutorials. And there's some great little kind of funny one-liners woven in between. But yeah, again, it's it just feels like a complete overhaul of the old stuff like whilst paying amazing tribute to it um but it's it's kind of taken it in it in new directions where and for instance i kind of talk about this in more detail in the preview um but uh when you're in um oh my gosh i'm mind blanking the flying city it's got two names oh metropolis Right? Yeah, Metropolis. Sure you're not thinking of Superman? <laughs> no, no. No, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's got another nickname as well, which I normally, like, think of it by. But anyway, so the one where there's kind of, like, you're in the air and there's all these, like, ships flying around and, and it's got Captain Quark's uh, fitness area in it remember from the first game uh, and that's back as well um but now there's like a dog fighting sequence in metropolis and hang on is this what dog fighting we're talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just set clank on people in a say, ring this is Ratchet and clank is taking go, a turn clank, for the dark oh no it's so good so like you're flying around in like uh, your spaceship with like clank in the back um kind of like taking down uh, enemy warships uh, and it's like it's so cool to be flying around Metropolis. You're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I wanted when I was like a, a kid. And like, it's so much fun and it looks incredible. I think it's just going to be one of those games where you'll sit down with it for like a weekend and maybe more. And it's just a good time. Like that, that was always what the Ratchet and Clank things were. Like great platforming, 3D platforming, like absolutely like so much fun. I've missed it so much. Awesome combat. It's all like so much more fluid. It looks gorgeous. It's going to be funny. Um, I've only played five hours. I'm dying to get my hands on the rest of it. I think it looks, it, it it's going to be great. And I, I can't wait to just sort of go home on a weekend and and just rinse through it and just have a massive grin on my face the whole time. How it's many, so great. How many times do you think since since PlayStation Network launch you've changed your avatar? How? There's a point to this. Okay. Many, I guess. Wait, no. avatar is in the as little... As in your little logo that represents your... The little life. logo Three. or the, or the picture? Because my... F- picture changes with my Facebook picture I think oh I see yeah. but you can still have you still have your little logo yeah like mine's a, mine's, a, mine's a pink loco roco so with mine I started off with a lemming then I went to a yellow loco roco and now I'm on the sort of zombie uh, pellets are yellow loco roco I think yeah. so I think Captain Quark was amongst the default launch he was ones, and that's still oh, my Pearson oh. Nice. all these years with a chin that just went quick yeah. well that's the thing at the time we look quite similar and he's just, he's just never aging and I've like aged <laughs> 25 years in about Quark. a week Quark. so Quark you know has a strong jaw. and that's what happens he'll forever be young well middle aged me <laughs> well, I think with Quark it's more well yeah I've he's always been the kind of perfect sort of um, properly blowhard character that series needed because mm. everybody's kind of like idealistic and wanted to save the world and he's just in it for the Dalla Dalla. Yeah, no, he keeps us grounded as Captain Quark. He's great. And not only do we play games that haven't come out, we play games that have come out and we, we review do. them. We and do. there's one that I kind of really want to talk about in okay. the division. Okay, yeah. Because none of us here have reviewed it. Ben, have you played it yet? No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm saving it. I don't know for when, but um, <laughs> no, I've been so busy with MLB The Show. Uh, for review that I haven't had a chance to play yet. Baseball. I will get around to it. That's sweet baseball. So me and Jen have done it on the live stream. We have. And if, if there is any point to plug it, it's now. Um, so every Thursday, um, every other Thursday, I should say, we do a live stream on uh, our Twitch channel, which is official PS Mag. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to watch off the PS4 with the newly released Twitch app. 
and you'll also be able uh, to watch it off the links we put up on Facebook and Twitter. But we played it together. We for... did. Were you were you united? We were the in the face of almost instantaneous death. Uh, and <laughs> instantaneous absolutely failing to play the game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, no, we decided to go into the dark zone. Uh, so the PvP bit where like everyone screws each other over for loot, uh, and it's really really dangerous. Uh, and you probably shouldn't go in until you're like level I don't know fifteen. Like I think the dark zone is something 20? where. You get like a level for the dark zone, and then you uh, have yeah. to level. Yeah, because you can lose XP and stuff when you get like killed. Yeah, but we went in at level four, like just having completed the tutorial area. Yeah, <laughs> quite <laughs> which, literal one shot. Which kills. was hilarious. Um, so yeah, if you want to see us kind of fail at the division and have a blast while doing so, because it was a, uh, it was super fun. I think it's archived on our our Twitch profile. You, um, it's such a difficult game to talk about because it's um, obviously by now most of our readers will have played it. It's been out for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I find it to be the more I go back to it, the less interested I am in actually playing the game. But I love the kind of the atmosphere of that game. I've said it a few times now to anybody who will listen to me. And you get in there, and it kind of almost feels like um a John Carpenter film. Like the s- score that kicks in is really synthy, and as we all know, John Carpenter does the best movie scores. And the actual like world where you're looking at a Black Friday gone wrong is sort of like genius. So it's a game which I love just walking about and looking at how detailed the world is. Whenever it comes to shooting people, I'm like, this is just fine. Yeah, like, I, I have don't to say get that much yeah. from the shooting. Third, I'm only level seven, but yeah, third person shooters are not my thing. Like I'm, I'm a huge Destiny fan, right? So yeah, anything, anything just pales in comparison to me to the way it feels to fire a gun in Destiny. Um, but, but like I think it's fun enough. I, I, I really want to spend more time with it. Um. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, our guest writer Edwin's done Edwin's done the review um, yep. for the mag, um, and I, I, it's pretty comprehensive. I really enjoyed reading it, um, and I think he kind of gives it due, pays due diligence to like all the stuff it does really well, and I think he does kind of like flag up some of the concerns that you have with it as well. Um, and I think it's a great review. So if you're in any doubt as to whether it's it's the game for you or not, like definitely pick it up and have a little look, see what Edwin's got to say about it. Um, Would you make any additions or subtractions to the division's multiplier? Oh, <laughs> you're know, waiting. You don't actually have to watch that. He, he's, been, mass, he's been like shaking with like yeah. repressed punnage in the corner. Oh, like, you don't, you don't then you're okay. Straight to that one there <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but if 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 you are being serious, uh, the character creator, I would like to actually have more than eight face options. <laughs> it's not a like so this month that you like you sort of run the gamut from like the greatest character creator in UFC EA Sports, EA Sports challenge UFC everything. Two. Oh, I love it. Yes. Well, technically EA Sports. It's is, in the game. Yeah, challenge everything. Oh, it's just was e- is it just EA challenge everything? Yep. Challenge that was their like PS2 one. Yeah. Uh, God. But um, showing my age here. <laughs> yeah. There's another one, and like, I bet you don't. Even, I bet you can't even do the Sega one because you're too young. Sega. Um. Yeah. So there's an. Um. But by the way, UFC two best character creator. Um, oh, as, there's as, a great, as we've seen. There is a great article on Games Radar at the moment. Have you made Little Ben in UFC two? <laughs> I, I actually, um, weirdly enough, I borrowed it from the office and I did the career mode. I don't like the fact the career mode is only 33 fights long. It's really short, but I created a person called Florence Evil Way Du Bois, who was, um, she was like the shortest or like lightest weight a woman's fighter. And she was a boxer 
who was notorious for just caving people's schools in with her fists. It's she had an Elon Bit like Jen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she just does it with her a words. Reputation. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean like I the character creator in that game you can create some absolute monstrosities, but when you put them into the ring, you slowly like get like get an affinity with them. Like you know what, gods doubt you a bum hand, but because I'm your god, I'm gonna make you the ultimate champion. I was gonna say, if anything, like surely the fact that they look incredibly frightening is like a boon in the ring when you're just trying to like oh, psych yeah. out your opponent. It's so funny. Seeing, like, you see like that horrendous like mistake coming at you. You're like, oh god, like just you can like I forfeit. <laughs> they do such like the engine does such a good job post processing and rendering it. Your like character creator looks just as good. So you think, wait, hang on, it's Florence. Is Florence real? Have I actually created this person? Have I created her? Did she just appear out of nowhere? Sounds like a crazy existential is, ride. You said, you said you, God has dealt you a bum hand. Is the creator that advanced? Like, you know, you can actually have... Not yet. My He's God. got a foot for a face. <laughs> I cannot wait for and that. He's here, to, um, he's here to pin for you. But then I guess the other one, which will be quite a... Uh, I mean, Jen... Now this is like Ben Maxwell has done a review for us on Dirt Rally. Yes, and I I um I check the magazine, uh, help check the magazine before it before it goes to print, and I saw something in this review that um the minute it caught my eye, I burst out laughing. And this was like two days before deadline as well, so I'm not sure anyone really appreciated my sniggering from the other side of the office. Well, it, it basically you have to read this Dirt Rally review not only because it's a great review and it kind of details the fact that you know, the Dirt Rally series has always been kind of about like arcade style racing and like now it's become really, really realistic with this like new iteration. Um, it's incredible. Um, it's reviewed really, really well. Ben Maxwell's a big fan um, and has kind of detailed like why it's it's so good and feels so brilliant. It's got a great soundtrack apparently um, and has just basically overhauled the series in an incredible way um, to where it's like one of the most sort of brutally realistic driving simulators you can get now. Um, he's written a great review. He has also um, compiled what I think may be the greatest OPM breakdown in history. I mean, like it's it's very visually distinctive, uh, and yeah, it's 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 like a great visual gag. So it's definitely worth having a read of the Dirt Rally uh, review, like just for that pie chart, which made me absolutely howl. Or as we can call it now, Dirt Souls. D- dirt souls, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how difficult it is, but <laughs> was that your was that your attempt at hashtag dirty bants? Dirty oh. bants. Well, I I did I as I was like writing about like maybe what we're we gonna flag up in this uh in this mag and this podcast, I did misspell it as dirty rally, which is dirty qu- rally. quite a different game. Okay, <laughs> so we'll save that for the uh, posts. Yeah, OPM Post-watches. after dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, great. As- None of you remember Baywatch Nights, do you? No? I do. What Hasselhoff solving crimes? Oh, you do remember this? All I know about Baywatch is red costume run yeah, across the beach. A, there was like a late night version called Baywatch Nights. Nice. That had the being was like, the red costume off? Uh, ho- ho- everything was off for the Hoff. Everything was off. Yeah. No holds barred. He was Hoff the hook. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh, god, what's oh, happening? Not Come not on now. <laughs> Come on now. So, as ever, as we uh, skid our way into the final section of the podcast. Oh, nice se- driving segue. How, how thematic. I love that. Um, we have questions we from our readers. And uh, this one, because there's a new story that didn't make it in time for our deadline but I think is very uh, very important to talk about and that is now that Bully and Manhunt are a on the PS2 emulation uh, store. Is it called Bully or is it called Canis Canamedit? Canis Canamedit. Canis Canamedit. Still. Foolishness. Um, So Josh McKenna 
uh, tweeted at us, and this was to be fair a few weeks back, but we can get round to it now. What game from PS2 would you want to see remastered or brought to the PS2 classics for the PS4? Mm. Now, Jen, at the time, you were four months old. Well, yeah, something like that, something like that. Uh, so what do you remember of the PS2? <laughs> I remember I, I had a fat PS2 and then I had a skinny PS2 as well uh, when the when the new model came out. Uh, my my defining memory of the PS2 is one that Matt Pella is never very happy about. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a game called Mortal Kombat Deception, <laughs> which basically was along with kind of um, like Tekken... Uh, I think, believe Tekken 2, 3, and 5, which was on the PS2, which was an awesome game. But Mortal Kombat Deception, like, really, like, captured my interest just because I was, like, um, uh, a kind of a preteen who had never really seen violence on that scale before and was absolutely captivated by it. Um, and I've, I've actually written pieces on how kind of, like, um, video game violence, like, shaped me as a person for the good and not as a psychopath. Um, and and w- that game, despite the fact that it was flawed in many many ways it was i absolutely adored that fighting game and it's really kind of what got me into going on to stuff like um uh the like the mortal combat uh lore in the universe and stuff like and then moved on to like blaze blue and guilty year and the great thing about it was that there was like um switchable combat styles for each character so that you could like switch mid-round um which was incredible and then also like the fatalities and the harakiris i just used to be obsessed with and that was how i became like semi-competent at fighting games because i was be like i have to learn this like cheat input for harakiris to make my fighter like commit suicide in this awfully brutal way which sounds bad um but yeah, it's, no. It's Street Fighter <laughs> Five not scratched that itch though now. Yeah, I think it has. Like, I think I've kind of like passed through my like juvenile Mortal Kombat now you've phase. The, the right side of the fence. Exactly. Yeah, I know. When we first met, I was like, "Oh, you're a Street Fighter girl," and you're like, "No, no, no." Yeah, I, Mortal I wasn't. Kombat Tekken. I was yeah. Like, oh, hang on. What is this? <laughs> yeah. No. No. I absolutely. I am I'm fully on the right side of the fence now. But like that that was kind of what but you'd still go back to that if they made it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if they remastered a... that, I definitely would. And Matt Pellet would be dragging me away, kicking and screaming. But like I have so many good memories of fighting. I remember there was like a beach um level, uh, or like arena where you fought and like the thing is is like like Street Fighter Five's done this in like a little bit of a way where you can like kick people into the bus, right? Or into the Chinese restaurant, they get noodles on the head. Um, again, like Mortal Kombat had these amazing like breakable and like trap stages. They had traps where you could like kick people into meat grinders or on the beach you could like, um, if you got them far enough across the stage and you kicked them, they'd like go into the sea and be like eaten by piranhas. <laughs> can I just say that you've been enthusiastic throughout this podcast, but not <laughs> at any point to the level you have. The smile on your face telling oh, the story about piranhas oh, and meat grinders. That was- what? Really scared me. Mar- mildly terrifying. <laughs> what really scared me was the fact that I didn't blink for yeah. a house. Like, ah. Well, I used to I used to main uh, Melina as well, who is kind of like yeah, the, the terrifying like that's uh, like I would say stony faced, but more like toothy toothy faced like queen in that game. She's wearing a veil, and it's like no Melina, like you can't hide it. It's not like it's not like acne. You can't just cover up your like the fact that the lower half of your face is just teeth. But yeah, that 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 was basically. I have so many fond memories of that. But um, I mean like the two games that really kind of defined PS2 for me have already had PS3 remasters but I would love to see them on PS4 is uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Akami um She's getting greedy now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, but I mean, like, if I'm being sensible and um... Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> on PS now. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Again, some yeah. Was that for PS3? It was remastered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, they're both on yeah, PS3. Yeah. But like, if if they brought them out on PS4 with kind of like added I mean, every generation, you just want another. <laughs> yeah, I just want them to look slightly like prettier. VHS, slightly DVD prettier. Blu-ray. Even like, oh, even yeah. then, like you're not wanting a remaster. You want the emulation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so. true. I'm well, I'm greedy as well about Bioshock. I'm like, mm, well, I had it on PS3, but no, I want it on PS4. I just I just like having the 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 new hotness, the new shiny uh, graphical right. hotness. Shut it down. <laughs> then we're moving to you. Uh, I'm gonna. So I started off the podcast talking about something left field in a literal sense, as in baseball. Now I'm going to pick something left field in a figurative sense, which is Mark Echoes getting up content under pressure. I bet um, Jen, Jen doesn't even know what that is. What did you just say? So oh. when you were a fetus, uh, no, is it, you've been a, you've been around a few years when this came out. Uh, it's a graffiti game. It's like an open Ooh. world graffiti adventure. Was it made where, by the collective? Yeah, it was. Uh, and basically, you went around. It had a good like sort of Def Jam style. Soundtrack and you. So it kind of like a up, jet set radio sort of deal. No, 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 no. You basically Tony had Hawk. to. All your objectives were about graffitiing walls. It Just was like, it was no like, skating. No. No, it was like an action adventure meets paint by numbers. So you basically had Ooh. to, for instance, go on a subway. It's fight your way through the subway, and it wasn't quite like freeform in terms of how you graffitied. There'd be like a kind of an outline. And you had to beat up all these goons and then spray the, you know, the exactly like paint my numbers, yeah. pull down the button to spray your tag in the in the outline <laughs> and then move on to the next bit. Now I know it sounds loopy and it was a bit loopy, but that's like the appeal is I have never played a game like it, and it was still only like a seven or eight out of ten. But it's one of those games I now so the PS2 era, anything I played back then that say has continued since, so your GTAs or your uh, Pro Evos or anything like that haven't aged that well before the podcast started me and Jen were talking about Vice City etc and for me mm. the mission structure now I can't go back and play that because I hate having to, you know the, the, the way that you have to repeat everything within a mission you have to backtrack Whereas so hard something yeah. like that because it was a one-off I think if they remade it then you know you wouldn't have that kind of thing of hang on I've played seven versions of this since and they've iterated everything really successfully and now it just feels old it would still have like a uniqueness to it and just the setup of it, the soundtrack, the 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 angle of you know doing all this graffiti, but it being in high res, you know, kind of really nice HD, really nice look, looking, I think could work. It'll never happen, but I just want to pick something a bit more it diverse. We'll always hold the title of the best game with a fashion designer's like, yes. name on it. Yeah, it sounds yeah. incredibly satisfying. I bet, like I a bet whole. Mark Echo is still <laughs> super proud of the game. <laughs> sounds like incredibly satisfying. Like a whole like beat up some goons. That's quite cathartic. And then yeah. a paint then by numbers. Paint. And then yeah. you're like you just like fill in the blanks. It sounds fun. We're seeing a different side to you today. It sounds really satisfying beating people up. Beating people up. Oof. A different. This is like the same side. I have one side. This is like I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm like a sphere. Known, I've only probably known you for like a day and a half, but this definitely is the side I <laughs> yeah. already. I'm like a sphere. Today. I have one side, and it's just brutality. Um, Fatality. So yeah, I, Jen was asking me beforehand. She was like, "You'll be going times for this too, won't you?" And although times for this is always half the list, I thought I'd go not so much left field. But over Christmas, I rebought a PS2 for one reason, and that is to remind myself that the Tony Hawk's games on the PS2 weren't terrible, and they're not. Like they they're are not, still they were really good. They're still fantastic. You sound like really reluctant and apologetic. Yeah, for saying that. Um, well, they're not. Because I played Tony Hawk's Five recently. Well, I was going to say you played Tony Hawk's <laughs> Anything is brilliant worse. in comparison. Have you, still got, have you got the ride peripheral? I never. I, is, that, is that why? Uh, the only story I have about the ride peripheral is when I once worked at Game uh, back in Nuneaton, I, they It came in and they had a demo unit for display so you could show people what it was. You could bring it out onto the shop floor. And after the shop had closed, was he went to the top of the stairs, put the peripheral on it, and then slide down the stairs <laughs> on it. Yes! 
a real health and safety situation. I'm really surprised nobody ever got injured on it. Because, like, you could, like, theoretically, you went from the top. You could have, like, missed a step and uh, ended up eating. I just have an amazing feature idea that we'll talk about off this podcast. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, but, so, I would love to see something like Tony Hawk's, either Tony Hawk's Free or Tony Hawk's Underground on the PS2. So Underground was great. High res, 60 frames per second. With Underground, you meet all the characters because they... Like that dialogue is, that's a stinker. You don't play uh, Tony Hawk for the story. Absolutely not. All <laughs> the underground. The whole point was you played it for the story. <laughs> you don't play Tony Hawk underground. Um, I enjoyed it. You no, know, Tony Hawk's underground yeah. is like the one of the best soundtracks they did for the game. Oh, soundtracks in those games, so Alkaline good. Alkaline Trio, Armageddon, Hot Water Music. Alkaline Trio was it Private Eye in that game? Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Yeah. Um, but even now, I think if just the lick of paint, because that's the big problem with Hawks ever since probably proving ground they've gone for the sort of wacky spin-off idea but then they did a sort of remaster with tony hawks hd where it just never felt right when you're playing the game and because robomodo tried to put their own spin on levels so it sort of felt there but it wasn't quite the nostalgia hit you after tony hawks 5 notoriously is pap but even then like they were doing the same sort of issues where school it was school free it was the third remake but by that point it wasn't enjoyable to play it was just you're like playing a copy of a copy of a copy whereas i'd rather like them just like bring out an actual emulation which just followed how the original games played for seven quid that wouldn't be too bad because i think that's what the ps2 on ps4 should be like quick dirty nostalgia blasts you remember why you liked it so much but it's not something where you're desperate to play it all the way through again I think they should make Tony. Uh, sorry, I think they should make Tom Clancy's Tony Hawks, <laughs> where it's like superpowered warplanes versus like robotic skating machines. Yeah, just third um, person shooting on a. I think that would that would resuscitate two popular series Imagine. in a contemporary <laughs> high definition way. Ghost Recon in the sort of barracks level of Tony Hawks. Yeah, where all that. They could do that. Gotta, like, you've got to take out Hawks, but he's take, going so fast across the level. Uh, our next question. Sorry. Let's bend me swiftly on for uh, my terrible uh, idea. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from uh, T or Tezza 1985 on Twitter. And he asks, will this be the last time we see Uncharted? If not, what does the future like? I'm going to definitively say I think this will be the last one. See, this is interesting because, yeah, because Ben Wilson said earlier and my little ears picked this up. You were like, oh, yeah, if like happy ending and then something happens for the next two or three games. And I was like, hang on. Isn't this a thief's end? Why are you so convinced it's going to carry on? There'll be more. It's too, it's too, it's like the Sony uh, series of the last you know seven eight years it's like there, there is no game for them that is uncharted but neil Druckmann said surely like definitively right that no this was... he's only said they won't i thought he said they won't make any more what, and it's Naughty sort of up to sony what happens next. i i think so i might do not take that as actual official facts <laughs> like, I, I, that's how <laughs> i interpreted something but um I can't imagine. I can't imagine naughty dog being happy with another studio taking drake from them and i can't imagine i think Obviously, there's been The Last of Us Two has been rumored so heavily for so long that I would be very surprised if that wasn't their next game. But on top of that, as well, I just like I think they run the risk of burning out the series. So let's say Tony Hawk's is an obvious example. Where or like any I've, American TV know, show where true. it goes on for twelve series. Yeah, but, but on from the other side of the coin, name me a series from the last ten years. I guess time splits. You could say that, but I don't know how, how the later ones are that sort. Name me a properly AAA game of a generation, repeated game of a generation series 
that has, even if the studio really wanted to happen, has successfully been retired? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Naughty Dog, I don't think they want to make another one now. But I think if two years' in time, if Sony's... Two years, that soon? Well, I, I, no, sorry, I'm not saying they would even start development now, but I think right. if, if in two years' time, say, PS4... It won't be, because PS4 is amazing and, you know, massively better than all rivals, but if in, in the if, if there was a chance that sales dropped off very slightly and, and the gap narrowed, then what is the obvious fallback option to keep selling consoles, to keep selling games? What If Uncharted, if this is the last Uncharted, what is Sony's... Big, you know, uh, marquee IP. IP. Um, I mean, maybe we'll find out E3. I'm not. I'm not knocking mm. Sony, but I just think it's a. It's an incredibly valuable um, brave thing, to, let go, thing yeah. to suddenly say we'll never see Uncharted again. But it'd be such a noble thing to do, right? Like every, it would be a noble thing. Yeah. I, I, I would love it. I like from it's head versus heart. From the heart, I would love it to be the end and for it to all round off happily yeah. or unhappily as we discussed you earlier. see I would be happy with a compromise what I would like is to have uncarted. Nate's <laughs> uncarted. uncarted yeah yes. this is Ben's Ben's baby project Nathan Drake crash racing <laughs> I'd be quite happy with a compromise where we, it's the end of Nate's story whatever that may entail but like imagine a spin-off where you get to play Elena's side of the story I think that's exactly story. what will happen yeah I think that's exactly yeah? what will happen I, I, would, I don't think you'll play as Drake ever again no. but I think yeah. they will do things in that I, world I think I would be quite happy with that I think there's scope for I that would, like there's such a, a broad range of characters where they could they could all, try out different things. And also, Sony is so forward thinking in terms of like you know being contemporary and like you know the equality is a massive thing now. Mm. I think they would make an amazing job of doing a massive eventually like that with a female. Yeah, like character. Elena's side of the story it's or a Chloe. Really natural progression for that. Series in many ways, you could look at Horizon Zero Dawn as being that, and we've also got Howlblade as well. I know, but soon. what I mean is that I think Naughty Dog would fancy themselves to do that better. Yeah. Than they are. They have for ten years proved themselves as. Give, I would say the best studio at doing that kind of game. You know, it, maybe slightly arguable, but I, for me, the, the best. And I think they would they would say that that is. The world we're in now is about equality, and there's still uh, it's getting better, but there's still an imbalance in terms of like so many studios coming out, and the, you know it's either a Maori character or you know you can play as both. But obviously, it's been developed with the the male in mind. I think Naughty Dog would really fancy themselves. I don't know anything at all. This is me taking a complete punt, mm. but I think it would be a natural fit to them, especially the way they handled the female and male character in. Uh, the Last of Last Us, and then the two the two females in the Last of Us spin-off DLC, ah, which is absolutely incredible. Their high was exactly. I think that the next natural step for them, if they wanted to do it, would be to take that kind of you know make a game based around a kick-ass female lead. Whatever the end for Nathan Drake, that is, I think, the end of our podcast. Oh, you nailed it! Look at that for what a segue. A segue. Uh, the so segues are on fire happy, today. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, good. Happy, happy mobbering. Good, good in it. Yeah, happy um, mobbering. Stay off the bobbins. Stay off the bobbins. Uh, new old mag still on sale. It's got our No Man's Sky massive hands on. I went to Hello Games Studio and played it. Um, what else have we got in there? So we got some free World of Tanks and Warframe uh, gear as a free gift with those. But yeah, new mag out April twelfth. Uh, so April you've got 12th. till April eleventh to pick up the No Man's Sky issue. After that, we've got a new issue as we've been talking about on this podcast. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe um, and get your uh, Kratos. And oh yeah. Nate. Pop vinyl, Nate yeah, pop vinyl. they're uh, adorable. Follow us on Twitter at opm underscore uk. Uh, ben, what's uh, your Facebook? At, oh, my my Twitter is at benji wilson b e n j i w i l s o n. I'm just at ben tyra, and I'm at it's jen sim. 
Um, and we'll see you on there and on Facebook as well at facebook.com forward slash official PlayStation magazine and I've got nothing else to say no you've got the PS4 community oh yeah PS4 community you can look us up on uh, uh, PS4 Um, just plug in OPM UK now with the new search function thank you Sony for patching that in you should go on there because I put I put up a photo the other day of Florence Evil Way Du Boy. And you've got to see it because she's a treat. She's a one of a kind, quite literally. So She's special. A special, and special on, on that note, we're all tapping out. Yay! Hey! Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.